This is the Midday Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Thursday. I'm Mark Magnuson. At Midday, joined by John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing. John, what are we seeing with the grains today? Well, we finally got a little bit of buying strength. It started off in the wheat market, corn market, and now we're starting to see the beans join the party a little bit here. Uh, first off, just some nice technical buying on the on the, on the wheat side of things here, maybe some anticipated demand, something along those lines. But we saw some price recovery, double digits higher. That was helping pull corn through. Now, in December, corn needed to get through 490, and I think there was a bunch of stops sitting there, which it looks like when we crossed that barrier, prices jumped up very, very quickly on just some technical buying there as well. But I do like the little uptick we've seen in demand on corn export sales close up to that 2 million metric ton mark at 1.8 and uh, a change. And then, you know, we've just seen a pretty good ethanol grind here. So we got enough to give this market a little bit of support. As it means, they've been struggling a little bit today, but now at least kind of maybe following suit with the other grains, finally moving into positive territory in those front months. Again, just a window. Maybe we can see beans put some seasonal bottom in, but again, the biggest concern for us there continues to be the competition on the export front, as well as just how things are going on in terms of the Mississippi River and basis and, and the inability to flow bushels down that river at full speed. You mentioned we're seeing those prices climb in the wheat market. John, we don't always talk a lot about wheat, but what is driving that price higher here today, do you think? You know, some of it, again, just might be on the technical side. We had a pretty rough day here just a couple days ago. Washed this thing out actually last week on Friday, you know, when you saw the grain markets respond to that uh, quarterly grain stocks report and then the potential government shutdown all coming into play. But we did see some decent export sales. We did have China step in and buy some wheat. We knew that was kind of, you know, coming at least on the report here today. You know, then we just got some talk, too, that Argentina wheat might have some issues again. Australia wheat might have some issues. And maybe it's just the spot where the money says, you know, wheat is cheap and we're due for a little bit of just some price appreciation overall, given some of the global supplies. You know, again, you're just looking at a crop that in July we're trading nearly $8 a bushel, and now here, now we're down to 570 even with an $0.18 cent up day. So, again, just might be one where there's a little bit of value and the money just wants to flow and push it higher. John, what is the state of our ethanol production? We got the updated numbers yesterday. Yeah, ethanol grind's actually been off to a pretty good start uh, right now uh, the first few weeks of the marketing year, starting in September. We're about 5% ahead last year in terms of corn usage, so that's encouraging to see. You know, profit margins are pretty good, despite crude oil really kind of falling out of bed here the last couple of days and continuing its downward grind a little bit here today. You know, so that's encouraged the ethanol producer to be in, active in the marketplace. And I think that's helping support the cash market. You know, we'll see how long it goes, but that's something we're kind of, uh, you know, we're anticipating is just to see that ethanol grind be good at these lower levels, you know, helping bring a little bit of a floor into this corn price here. John, for so long on the livestock side of the markets, we were talking about some contract highs, those numbers continuing to climb for cattle, but now it seems like we've got a trend going the other way a little bit. What are we seeing with the livestock markets? Yeah, we've really seen some profit taking kind of kick into the livestock complex. And, you know, it's one that's kind of tied to the uh, the equity markets. The equity markets have been on the slide here as interest rates continue to climb. You know, there's a whole bunch of factors. We watched the 10-year U.S. Treasury note and, you know, pushed to its highest interest rate level since 2007 in terms of market trade yesterday. I think that's really made the cattle market a little bit cautious here. The fundamentals are still friendly overall, but it's just a spot that this market's been long. If you've been looking at some of the long 
long-term charts realistically since the first half of 2020. So there's some room for this market to take some money off the table, but still maintain this long-term uptrend driven by those overall fundamentals. I think that's maybe what we're seeing here a little bit at this time frame. Feels like charts got a little bit more room to go down here to find some really good support. You know, then it might become an opportunity again. Now we're getting a little boost in the hog market today. It kind of went through a hard sell-off here. We did see prices kind of settle in. October contract comes off next week. You know, we'll have to see how things kind of trade there, but at least we're seeing some profit-taking, some short covering on the bottom of that hog market today. And John, with the hog market as well, where are we right now in terms of watching down the line and still trying to figure out everything that is happening with Prop 12 and those rules that will eventually go into effect across the board? You know, Prop 12 still is one of those things that's out there in terms of how it's going to play in the market overall. But, you know, the hog market really responded to the quarterly hogs and pigs report that we saw come back here a, a couple Thursdays ago. You know, and those supply numbers are just larger than we anticipated. And, you know, we were expecting hog numbers to be less than last year. And they came in basically steady or a little bit above last year. You know, I think that was some of the reason the market was a little surprised that we saw the extra surplus of hogs. And that's somewhat weighed heavily on prices. You know, that's still going to come down to it down the long run is basically what's out there for supply and what's the consumer demand going to be, you know, working around those situations like Prop 12. And John, I know when you have those reports and you kind of have that expected number and it comes in that much differently, from your viewpoint as an analyst, what is that like when that number is quite a bit different than you're anticipating? You know, first off, you got to see the reasons why, and that's what we look at, whether it's in the grain market or we see it in the hog or the cattle market. You know, is there something that changed that we didn't expect to see change? In this case, we must have had some more hogs come in. Our fairing intentions were a little bit higher than we anticipated, bringing, or we brought some imported feeders into the country, maybe from Canada, maybe from Mexico, somewhere along those lines, uh, that just kind of brought some extra hogs into the supply lines. You know, things in hogs that have been really strong has been some of the litter uh, sizes. That's been just a, a a scale or a metric that's been climbing as you know farmers are very produced very efficient in their production you know so that's just when those things kind of come in they reset the goalposts for the marketplace you know like in grains we just had that quarterly grain stock report it was actually a little friendly for corn coming in a little less than anticipated you know now we'll see those numbers get reflected in the next uh, you know WASDE report here on the 12th you know so they just kind of reset the goalpost and that's why sometimes it's kind of difficult to trade those numbers because you just don't know what's going to come out until that report hits, then you adjust your marketing plan and move from there. Speaking of marketing plans, John, how can our listeners get in touch for more marketing information? Sure, love chat with them anytime. Feel free to give me a call, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And again, don't forget that website of ours, totalfarmmarketing.com. John, thank you as always for the insight here today, and have a great rest of your day. We'll speak again soon. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day, everyone. That was John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing. We will have a check of the numbers next. At midday, December corn up nine even at 495 even. November soybeans up four and a quarter at 1277 and a quarter. October soybean meal up one even at 369.70. October soybean oil down 52 cents at 57.91. Chicago wheat up 18 and a quarter at 607 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat up 18 and three quarters at 730 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat up 23 even at 689 and a half. March oats up nine and three quarters at 456 and three quarters. On the Merck, December live cattle down 55 cents at 185.47. November feeder cattle up 52 cents at 250.95. December lean hogs up $2.32 at 71.52. December pork cutout up $1.77 at 81.57. And class three milk 
for October, up four cents at 1680. This has been a check of the midday markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>